0: Hello ladies and gents, you're with Adrianasaurus. I'm the coach of Rapanorama this year for NRL Supercoach purposes. We're going to be doing some team previews today. Um, we're going to be covering the Bulldogs and we're going to be covering the Cowboys. Um, two teams that you know haven't been on fire in the last few years. Um, you know The wooden spoon for the dogs last year, but they have recruited very well. Now, I'm talking to a lot of dog supporters who think, you know, they're a lock to go into the eight this year. I don't actually agree with that. I think, you know, you look at these Penrith Panthers, for instance, you know, grand final and then the premiership the year after. They all played with each other in the juniors and they built, you know, an understanding of each other's game and, you know, eventually got to that elite level. I think that they're going to take a year at least. You know, they basically have rebuilt the team, you know, and they've really recruited very well, I think. But. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, I think there could be anywhere, you know, from eight down to 12, 13, I think this year for the dogs, they will be improvers. And I think maybe next year is the year where you'll see all the benefits of their recruitment, but can't say the same about the Cowboys. Now I don't really love their, what's their recruitment, the Chad. And, you know, we had an up and down year from Lolo last year and, you know, Peyton's a bit of a madman coach. Um, I'm going to have a special guest on to chat the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to talk about the dogs while I wait for them to jump on. But it's going to be a good show. There's definitely going to be some supercoach relevant players in both of those lineups. Um, you know, you look at the Cowboys and they, don't, they really have any that are too expensive price wise. They've got a lot of middies and I'm seeing you know some of these middies. Uh, from the Cowboys in teams so we'll get a little bit of clarity on how we think they're going to line up what the ch- what's the, the the chat around the Cowboys you know and and, and who do we do is Lola going to bounce back is he vaccinated is he, is he going to play is he going to play in the front row is he going to play lock you know all of these things hopefully we can get a little bit of clarity on and you know let's have a look at the dog too definitely going to have some super coach relevant I think they're going to have some people that are traps because you know you can't discount the fact that they've bought from some of these top of the pops you know penrith um team and, and melbourne storm they bought some players who've you know come over from those great teams it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be fantastic in obviously quality wise the, the dogs are not up there penrith and melbourne storm quality so you know we'll cover all of those things um and we'll have our guest on to chat the cowboys let's start with the bulldogs um we'll cover how yeah, with their reporting that they'll line up. I'm just going off Fox Sports how it's, you know, stating that they're going to line up, and I'll obviously I'll give my opinion, my two cents if I don't agree with something in there. But we'll go and have a look at their lineup. All right, in the fullback position, Matt Dufty. I don't think that's up for much debate. He's going to probably play fullback for them. You got the Fox on one wing, um, Ochambor on the other wing. Naden, one of the newer recruits, will be in the centers with Aaron Shoup, who actually was pretty good last year for them um matt burton will play in the six they're tipping jake avarillo to be in the seven you got paul Vaughan, one of the new recruits in the eight uh jeremy marshall king in nine thompson who was uh well he surprised the heck out of me last year with how good he was in the 10 uh heatherington and tpj in the second row uh josh jackson in the 13 um on the bench they're saying beyond the uh, Raymond Fatala-Mariner, Ava Sia-Fangai, and Max King. Now, I don't think J- Jack Hetherington's going to play. <laughs> I think he'll be in the front row rotation. I think it'll probably be R- R- Raymond Fatala-Mariner who takes the second row, if he's fit. You know, I know that RFM has had some injury concerns, and I- I'm... Oh, i don't know what the latest is i know that he's been running and and look if he's there he's he's in the mid price and he's got a bit of pedigree from years prior um but i'm going to tip that he'll be in the second row not jack hetherington um, and jack hetherington will be on the bench um, let's go through the premiums in that team a uh, bit of thunder in the background there brisbane's got some thunderstorms um look let's look at the premiums i think they've got a couple thompson as i mentioned last year the englishman was outstanding he surprised me no end um 582, seven, 582 is the price his 2021 average was 66.5 which is elite um he had 56.2 minutes a game and his point per minute was 1.2 which is outstanding really he completely surprised me well look they recruited him from england and he was supposed to be one of the really good players um and look he proved it he was outstanding low of 42 which is really good for a low for a floor uh, and a high of 116 now i'm not going to be starting you know with thompson this year he's second row forward and front row forward um which you know, is the same as their other premium scorer. I believe in TPJ. Um, similar price point, and part of the problem, I think, this year for Thompson. You now, I think he's. You've got some forwards that have come into that team. Quality forwards in TPJ and Vaughn. Um, you know, I think that that could mean that his minutes might drop. He's at fifty-six point two minutes. I see that he could maybe drop down to fifty minutes this year, which will probably see him regress a little bit. Um, that's just my guess. I just think you can't pump in quality origin type standard players and it's not going to affect the minutes. I just feel like he might not have as much required of him this year. Um, look, you know, there was whispers of him, you know, not getting vaccinated or wanting to be, you know, shopped around and stuff like that. So, you know, I just, he's not a go for me this year, but he was outstanding last year. um, And 582, you know, it was so much value this year in in front row, Arrow with Ticamano and stuff like that. I'm just not going to go with Thompson. Um, But, you know, he was one of their premiums last year. If you're averaging 66.5, he needs a mention. Um, the other premium is, is TPJ. 569,900 for TPJ. He's dual in the front row and second row. Um, 2021 average was 65, which was quite good. It's sort of in the same ballpark as Thompson, 61.22 minutes at a point per minute of 1.1. You know, we talk about players like, um, Cooper Cronk who are outstanding players, but it never translated into super coach. And, you know, TPJ is the opposite. Even if he looks terrible out there, he's just racks up super coach points offloads fans um tackle breaks you know he's one of those super coach friendly players i really like him this year he's got in as a marking marquee, marquee signing into that team um and look where he's coming from you know he's played in pretty average teams you know he's playing in the broncos are well, quite average and he's going across to you know the to the bulldogs i don't think that the quality is too much you know worse than where he's come from he just racks up points you know even in in the poor quality Look, with TPJ, there is the hamstrings and the injury. Look, that's my dog. He doesn't like the storm. SJ, my Bobby, it's okay. The storms. Um, He's got injury concerns. You know, we know that. And he is an absolute bloody lunatic at times. And he is a suspension risk. You're always going to make that risk, take that risk when you, you bring TPJ into your team. Um, But look, I like him. You know, the jewel is handy. The price is pretty good for a TPJ. I think this year, if anything, he, he could be on for more minutes. You know, he's in, starting in the second row, you know, maybe I see at least a minimum 65 you know, minutes in that second row for him and at that point per minute of 1.1 um you know 65 minutes i think that tpj is going to be you know and uh, he's going to average 67 to 80 po- 70 points you know this year i think I, i'm i'm tipping it, uh, tpj to probably get within 5 to 10 points of has this year um i like him as a buy I don't have him technically in my team at the moment because I've gone Hass, who's you know the out and out premium prop, uh, and I've gone for some value in there, one of the 400k ones. But look, TPJ, outstanding player, super coach friendly, 569, 900. You know, I've just decided to go elsewhere for cheaper, and and also I think you know obviously they've got a little bit of a tough run to start the year. I think it might take a little while for him to warm up, um, but. Out of the two of those, you know, Thompson and TBJ, I think that TBJ is the marquee signing. He's on for a minutes increase. And I think that Thompson, you know, with the troops that have come in, he's going to go into the front row rotation with players like Vaughan. I think his minutes might go down. Um, Let's go to the mids. Oh, actually, you know, let's cover some premium priced ones, you know, what people would be thinking is premium. So I'm not putting in, you know, the premium, yes, you should get them ones. They're The premium, I'm going to avoid ones. Um, and number one is Burton. For me, you might be like, "What, ADO Burton? He's outstanding." Uh, look, Burton was great last year. Uh, average of sixty-five point seven. His price this year is five hundred and seventy-six thousand three hundred. That average, you know, has bumped his price up to quite high this year. Um, I personally think he's too expensive to start the year. And, and look, I don't think he's going to have an absolutely terrible year. Uh, a little bit of his unknown, you know, for me, he's coming from a premiership winning team playing in the centres. Anyone can look. I can play in the centres for Penrith and probably score 60 points in Supercoach. You know, when I've got Nathan Cleary and I feeding me the ball. Um, but... He's gone to a team where he is the creator, uh, and the the standard. You know, we cannot say that the standard is not a drop, you know, from the Penrith Panthers. So I think that there might be a slight regression, you know, for Burton uh, going from the Penrith to, you know team to the Bulldogs team. The price is just too much. Um, look, he's five out only this year as well. You know, a lot of people were whinging that he wasn't centre wing as well because he played centre wing last year. That's not the that's not the the way that they work it out, unfortunately. He's not going to play a second in the center wing this year. He's going to play, I think maybe he could have been dual half and 5'8". Because, you know, there's no guarantee that they won't put an Avarillo or a Flanagan or whatever in six and, and put Burton at seven. But you know obviously they're doing updates on positions and he that may be something that he gets later on in the year but for five eight only five hundred and seventy six thousand three hundred i don't think he's a go for me he just because of the quality of team drop um you know last year outstanding four scores of a hundred plus um but look the quality change is is something that worries me he's oh mate see when it storms it storms like a cyclone in brisbane The dog's freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, SJ. Not a fan of the storms. I have to drug him. He's drugged. (laughs) But it just hasn't kicked in yet. Um, Look, yeah. So, I mean, 5.8 only. And just the premium price. I'm not saying that Burton's going to have a terrible year. I could see him... Mate. (laughs) I'll pick this up once the storm stops. Yep, so final word on, on Burton. Look, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be terrible this year. I just don't think that going from, you know, the top of the pops being the team down to the Bulldogs is going to see an improvement from him. I prefer players like Josh Schuster, you know, who's cheaper but very similarly priced. He's got the same role and he's in the same same team. I prefer him. I prefer Luke Keary. Look, you know, there's a lot of people saying Luke Keary is sort of rocks or diamonds. He either, you know, scores well or it's single digits you know but it's it's he's 100k cheaper you know and uh, and he's in a team that's i think is going to have a huge year this year um i'd be more willing to take a punt on him i think he's probably burton is probably going to be sean johnson type level this year yeah but but he's way more expensive um and that's my final word on burton and why i'm not keen for him but all stats last year were great reading it's just that i don't think it's going to be replicated this year the fox look the fox had an outstanding year last year now he's going to cost you five hundred thirty-six thousand nine hundred. the average was 61.2 last year which is premium type pricing but we know that the fox is a yo-yo even last year you know there was lots of big scores or a few big scores in there which made the you know the average really good but you got two two in the teens you know you got three in the 20s um that's what you get with the fox. You now he gets low scores as well as you know, you know the pump up big scores, and I just don't see the big scores as as frequent in that bulldogs team. So I think his average is going to take a hit next year. And you know we all know that you grab the fox when he's low in price and you play him on matchups. Uh, and you go on those runs. You do the same with Alex Johnston, but he's at his top price, $536,000, um, and I just don't think you know he's a go for this year. Um, let's go on to the middies. There's some mids in there that are interesting, I guess, in a way. Um, Vaughan. He used to be a premium type, you know, front rower back in the day. Um, last year, you know, Vaughan averaged 55, which is not the worst, really, um, in a very, you know, sort of wild year for him. You know, the rails were all off, you know, last year at the uh, Dragons, the barbecue and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, but he's going to be there. I think he's only got a one-year contract. He's going to be out to prove himself this year. He is a, you know, Origin standard front rower. Um, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm not on Thompson this year. But Vaughn, fifty-five uh, average last year, he only played fifty point. Um, 06 minutes last year i think that might get a little uptick this year you know he's going over as a big premium type front rower over there and i think he might have a little bit of a minutes increase let's look at Vaughan last year you know he had varied minutes but let's look at him when he plays 50 minutes plus um last year 70 oh, i won't go through all the scores the average was 64.3 you know his average when he plays 50 minutes um so I think he's gonna probably get that this year. And I can see probably a sixty plus average from Vaughan this year at a price of four hundred and eighty two thousand two hundred. Um not the worst, in my view. Um, you know, people are going these arrows and then we tikamanos, you know, and, and I think Vaughan is good value for the quality that he can produce. Um RFM Uh, is a midi, 411,700. Fox Sports have him starting on the bench. I think if he's fit to start, he'll start in the second row. And I think there's some value for him uh, at 411,700. Look, he only played two games last year. Let's go to 2020. The average was 58.7. He played 68.6 minutes. Point per minute was 0.8. I don't think there's going to be anything close to those minutes for him though this year. I could see him probably doing 55 to 60 minutes. Um, you know, and he he he'll be valued if he's if fit, which you know that's part of the thing. I I think that's turning people off him, you know, because he has had such an injury playing the whole time of it. But look, you know, RFM is quality uh, four hundred eleven. You know, that's sort of like your Liam Martin, your Capewell type prices. I think that people will probably go those players. Um you know ahead of RFM maybe but he could be a real pod or someone for draft i guess um at 411 it's not the you know the price is juicy if he's fit and he starts in the second row um Naden he's gone over there from the Penrith Panthers i really like Naden as a player you know personally um i think he's got some quality about him he only played 6 games last year for an average of 43.3 um, but look, you know, in he had one, he was doing, played limited minutes, you know, or single digits minutes. Um, but when he played, you know, minutes that weren't single digits, the average was 50.2. I think he'll probably average, you know, there or, or above for this year. I think he'd be 50 55 average. And at 341,900, that's sort of the Cobo type price. Um, I just thought he was worth mentioning, you know, Naden. Um, look, I was started writing out figures on Shoop, you know, who averaged 40 something as well. But he wasn't as appealing because he's a bit more expensive by 40k to Naden, who I prefer as a MIDI, um, than Shoop, but he's not the worst. Um, there's the mids, um, cheapies wise, um, there's not really anything uh, cheap, cheap over there at the dogs, unfortunately, not that it's looking great. You know, This I'm seeing this Max King, uh, in a lot of teams, uh, you know, as their cheap, you know, front rower, um fox sports has him jag in a bench spot uh you know that's that could be you know he, he may not <laughs> and he would just be uh, enough you know but uh, that, that's one there was talk you know of a cheapy hooker which i don't think is going to be the case because you've got jeremy marshall king um there's not much in the way of cheapies unfortunately there for the dogs i had to if i had to put it down to best prospects i think it's going to be tpj um I think it's going to be probably Paul Vaughan at four eighty two, uh, and you know you can take your pick, you know RFM or Naden. You know if if RFM gets that start, you know I don't mind him at four hundred and eleven, which is a really good price. Um, that's it. You know I, I'm not going to um, say much more on the dogs. I think they'll have an improved year this year. I think they're um, you know they've recruited well, well. You know but I think. You know, we have to be realistic about options, you know, from the Dogs this year. Because, you know, T.P. James is not going to be affected at all by who he plays for. He's played for the Broncos before and he's still scored well. Um, but, you know, you, you've got to think that, you know, the players like Burton are going to probably drop down a little bit, you know, this year. Um, okay, well, next uh, we'll have our guest. All right, and... As promised, I have a guest and we're doing team reviews, we're, uh, previews and we're covering the uh, Cowboys and who, who better to talk to than the Cowboy himself, Andrew Scanlon. Welcome to welcome to the show.
1: Mate, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, look, I, I don't know if I've ever, I mean, we talk in similar, we're in some chat groups together, but I've never actually said to you that you, you were my favorite all-time podcast, you know, the points per minute. Um, oh, I mate. really enjoyed it. <laughs>
1: But yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, that's that's really nice. I really hope to get back into it um, this year. Actually, last year was the plan and um, unfortunately work and, and life got in the way. And um, look, honestly, with this season, uh, I think I'll be waiting until maybe a week or two prior to the season kicking off and I'll make the decision whether I'll do it again this year. And um, yeah, as I said, it's all got to do with work and I, I love doing the podcast. It's just time is, is the issue. So let's see how we go.
0: Yeah, well, that was one of the things I loved about yours. I mean, I was probably a little bit time poor back then. And just to cover all the stuff in such a short time. You know time span you know it was a good quick listen and if you were really rushed before lockout and stuff you could listen to the points per minute and you'd get get what you need and you'd be able to make your trades but um you know I'd love to see you back i'm sure a lot you know I see a lot of the comments on there who who their favorite podcast is and you come up in the chat a lot so you know i'm sure everyone will be happy if you can, if you can manage to find some time and and, and get back into it but you are a Cowboys fan. So, I mean, how are you feeling about this year? I mean, I I can tell you my point of view. I've got them tipped to be sort of close to that wooden spoon. Do you have a a more optimistic view of the Cowboys this year?
1: No, mate, I'm a realist. And uh, look, bottom three. I think, like, I mean, third last at best, to be honest. There's not really too much uh, difference to the Cowboys uh, from the last couple of seasons. Um, look, honestly, since JT left, it's, it's kind of been a little bit downhill, unfortunately. It's it's not too good to say that you rely on, on one player, but that's just the reality of it, isn't it? And uh, look, as far as key signings this year, um, look, I only say Townsend is a, a key signing because he's a part of the, um, the spine. But uh, look, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to inject too much into the Cowboys side this year and um look let's 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 say 14th at best how does that sound
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, look i mean you know you'll take that i mean i'm a raiders fan and we went from you know grand final into a pre-lib and then didn't even make the eight and that's just how it happens sometimes you know you get personnel changes and yeah i think probably for the cowboys you know, a lot hinged on Michael Morgan, you know, after Thurston left and unfortunately to be cut, you know, the career cut short, I think it probably left, you know, a little bit of holes in there. And I think, you know, some signings like drink water and that probably haven't quite lived up to the the hype. I mean, I I quite like watching drink water as a player, but, um, look, similar with the Chad, I'm not a big fan of Chad Townsend as a player, but, you know, in, in a similar way to the um, Raiders, you know, we've signed Fogarty and I think Fogarty really suits our pack, which is a, a nice big pack that gets up the field and he, he'll allow, you know, Whiten to run. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. if you've got Drinkwater in the halves with Chad, you know, hopefully drink Drinkwater just runs, you know, and does what he does best.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And um, look, you know, if you're looking at uh, what, Chad Townsend can bring to the Cowboys. I mean, I think the Cowboys lack a bit of um, experience and, and leadership in a way, and, and maybe um, maybe the voice of Townsend is is you know a positive contribution. And um, yeah, look, all, all I can hope for really is um, that they kind of kick the season off well um, with some confidence. I mean, they've got that um, quite a favourable draw to start the season with, and um, yeah, look, if, if they if they look like they can gel and um, play with some confidence, that's all you can really ask for for a, for a team that's not expected to do well.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's go through the lineup. I'm going off Fox league, you know, how they've sort of named the lineup and, you know, I've seen a few of the lineups from Fox league and I, you know, some of them I disagree with a lot, but you know, all the mail that we're sort of hearing out of the Cowboys. And that's the thing about the Cowboys is especially in that sort of back row, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. So Maybe you can, you know, give me some clarity if you know any, any news on them, but let's go through the lineup. It looks like the Cowboys are going to go in this year with a hammer at fullback Um you know, I in 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 one world I sort of say to myself, how are you paying Holmes what he's being paid? And he was sort of left the game as one of the premier fullback options. And I guess maybe because he didn't come back and sort of take the game by the storm, um, you know, he's being pushed to the it looks like the center wing. But you know, I like mm. the hammer. You know, I think he's electrifying. And and how do you feel about hammer at fullback?
1: Uh, I love the decision to have Hammer at fullback. 418K isn't actually a bad price for him. Um, Look, besides Tamalolo, I haven't, really had any cowboys in my super coach team since Thurston. Um but I currently have uh Tabu Afido, um as the pod in my center wings, believe it or not. Um yeah. obviously he'll he'll only stay there if he's um he's named a fullback and I reckon he will. Um if he's picked at wing or center then he's um obviously super coach relevant. Um but we're expecting him to to be picked at fullback which certainly makes him a relevant option. Um Obviously, we'll find out more during trial matches. He he averaged sixty from his four games at fullback, yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote that, that included. Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so we've done our homework, good. haven't
0: we? He's good. He's good at, in fullback, and if you can pick him in centre wing, sixty average for four hundred and fourteen k, four hundred and eighteen k.
1: Exactly. And that's where he's sitting right now in my centre wings. And um, yeah, like that, um, that average 60 from his four games at fullback, that included that nine minute game as well against Manly at the back end of the season. So look, we'd be pretty naive to rule him out as a solid choice if he's named a fullback. And I think he'll surprise some people with his output. And I'm really looking forward to watching him in trial matches.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, you got felt on the wing. You're going to have Holmes. It looks like in one of the centres, and it'll be Hiku you think in the other centre. Yeah, he
1: goes to the centre, yep. Um,
0: and Tuolagi, he, he's going to be on one wing. You'd think I really like the look of him. He's a bit of a likely looking customer. I like his body shape. I think it's, you know, I think he'll grow in confidence every year. I like the look of him.
1: Yeah, no, he's a solid player. Uh, look, on the wing, even though he's like 385k, he's in that awkward price range, isn't he? Um, look, I'll throw a blanket over the the whole um, centers and wings for the Cowboys. I, I just don't see too much of an upside with any of them, uh, to be honest. I mean, especially Holmes, he's, he's massively overpriced at 560k. Oh, yeah. um, we're playing in the centers, but yeah, look, I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, look, they've got the favorable draw. Um, I don't have too much confidence with the halves this season and i mean if you don't have that much confidence with the halves then you're relying on the centers and wings to provide individual brilliance and i just don't think they're capable of doing that um so i'm I'm not sure if you agree but yeah i'll throw a blanket over all uh all centers and wings for the cowboys and and i'll probably pass on on all four of them
0: yep no worries and we're gonna have drink water in the six and chad in the seven we'll probably uh we'll we'll Well, I mean, there's not, I'm not going to really cover them as options. I mean, in the seven, you, you know, I don't think Chad's really got the super coach friendly kind of game. Drinkwater, you know, was okay last year, but you know, he played fullback and was scoring okay. And how do you feel about him for a super coach output at 474k?
1: Uh, for Supercoach output, um, look, he could easily justify that, uh, especially with the, the draw. But um, my issue with it is that there's simply better options in the in the um, mm. in the halves. You've got some cheapies, and you've also got some um, uh, some solid choices like Curie and S J um, yeah. that you can pick. Um, that aren't really that much more than 474K. So, yeah, um, I put a line through Townsend quite easily um, and drink water. Look, he he may do okay, but, like, why would you pick him when you've got those other options, Mm -hmm, a couple of GPs and a couple of um, solid options with good draws?
0: Yep. Uh, Hess, is he going to play prop this year?
1: Cohen Hess? Yeah. Um, I've got him from the bench. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've I've got... um, uh, Luki and um, Mitch Dunn in the um, in the second row forwards, and I got Jordan McLean and Lolo at prop. Yeah,
0: well, that was one of the big big questions, really. You know, is Lolo going to play the thirteen, or is he going to play in the front row? You you think he'll play in the front row?
1: I think he'll play in the front row with Reuben Cotter at um, hooker. Um, I believe. I mean, look, I, I, I'm kind of the same as you, mate. I, I've just got my information from um, a couple of different sites. Um, look, the site that I, I really like to follow has has told me that um, Reuben Cotter will play at Hooker. Uh, obviously, you know, pending trial matches, we'll take a look and see how they line up and what the rotation's like. But um, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got um, Cohen has going from the bench, which kind of, to me, makes him irrelevant as well.
0: Yeah. Well, that surprises me about Cotter because I thought he might have played some 13, especially if Lolo was playing in front row because, you know, you've got Robson there who's a pretty handy hooker, I think, in actual NRL. Um, uh,
1: my apologies, mate. Sorry, yeah, Re- Reuben Cotter at 13 and Robson at 9. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I must have misworded that. Sorry. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Good. Well, that you know, I think the the, the move of Lolo in if, into front row, if that's what we think is going to happen, and Cotter at the back, I think it makes them both really quite relevant because I think that Lolo, you know, when I think about him in the front row, I think the way the game's sort of gone now that he can be kind of like your tikamano and your Has to an extent in that front row role. And I think that now they're going for that sort of Cotter type, mobile ball playing, you know, quick leg speed type um, lock. So I've, I've had in every iteration of my team, I've had Connor. So, I mean, that's good to, to hear that that's something that I guess people can set up their teams and plan for. Um, McLean, um, so in the second row, you think Mitch Dunn, you know, I'd heard a little rumor a couple of weeks ago that he was, you know, training in the back row. And, and that's that's interesting to hear. Um, Lukey as well, it was, was, you know, he impressed me last year as well. So he'll be in the, in the second row, you think. Um, the other one that I saw that I liked last year was Nanai. What do you, th- what do you think about him this year?
1: Now, my understanding is that Nanai um, will be playing from the bench as well. Um, 343K um, for Nanai. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, you know, he's around that price tag where 343K for a bench. Uh, forward is is very awkward as well. Yeah. Um. You know, it's you don't even know if he's going to justify that price tag. In in my eyes, he probably won't. He's a solid player, of course. Um. But as far as super coach goes, he's he's someone that you could easily pass on.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, if you've got Luki three fifty one and he's going to start, I think that makes him a, a solid option. I think Cotter as well. You know, last year he's I've got I've got him in here in my mids as as an option um, three eighty one thousand four hundred. If he's playing lock, I like it. But let's let's just go through now because I've got it just done as guns. You know, upper tier mids and cheapies, and whether we like them or not. So, are you on the Lolo train this year at four eighty five seven hundred um, playing in the front row?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's um he's currently in my team. I think he's a low risk option. Um, like although that he he played most of the 2021 season at lock, we're not really expecting him to do the same this season, um, which I think we'll see confirmed in the trial matches. Uh, but he is generally a you know a one point per minute player, um, averaging around 60 minutes. Like while he plays a prop, he will probably edge towards that 55 minutes per game. Um, so with that said, 485k um is a pretty solid price to to pay for Tamalolo. Um of course he's cheaper than he he should be due due to missing a handful of matches uh, through yeah. the opening stages of last season um but yeah like when he threw on the number eight jersey he was um I got down here he, he scored 48 from uh, 58 from 59 minutes um we don't really have much to go by in recent times outside of that lock position but history tells us um to expect about um, 60 points per game from tamalolo which is solid for 485k.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look around that price point, you've got players like um, Capewell, you know, he's gone to the Broncos. I think he might, you know, being a marquee signing, he might get more minutes, but you know, you've got Liam Martin, you know, players that you can pick in your second row and just, you know, that absolute tackle break ability and, you know, pedigree, I guess from, from Lolo, you should probably look at last year and the way that the year went, I guess, with the hand injuries and the sort of shifting around by coach as the outlier, not, not, not the, the rule for this year. I know he's come at a a cheaper cost and last year was a weird old year, but I I just feel like I'd be more trusting of him, you know, being a premium of of the past, you know, to go with at that, you know, his four hundreds kind of price against some of the other options out there.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you can safely say that he's underpriced at 485k. I mean, what's um what's the worst case scenario with picking up Tamalolo at 485 really? I mean, yeah. he's not going to severely go underneath that average and um I think it's a solid choice. Um, you know, obviously with the Cowboys having that round 13 availability as well, you can just have him lingering in your team. Um, if you don't like him, offload him after till, after round 13, see where his prices are, reassess from there. Um, but to start yeah. the season with, I think it's a solid choice.
0: Yeah, good. Um, now, look, I, I wrote the notes. Holmes is a no go. Look, he had a good um, 2021, 63.9 average, but he's absolutely no go in the center wing. Um, yeah, the hammer. We mentioned him. I like, I like hammer. You have got a lot of players in that 400 range. We're talking Stags, you and Aiken. Um, You know, but I, if you can pick a, a fullback in your center wing, I think that's a, a huge advantage. I think you know traditionally that's a good thing for Super Coach and. Um, yeah, I just I just took that little snapshot, you know, of the the last games out of out of Hammer and sixty point two eight. If you could pl- plug it into your, your center wing, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Um, exactly. So, Lukey, you know, if he looks like he's going to start, um, the average last year was forty point one, which is you know not the not the not anything to write home about. But he has a good PPM, one point one, for a PPM. Um, and when he had forty plus minute games last year. The average was more like 48. So I think he's actually not a bad shout.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually reckon he's quite solid. I think quite a few people will have Leakey, um in their teams. Yep. Uh, 350K for that average. I think that's pretty solid. Um, it, it's kind of scary, actually, like talking about this. Uh, usually I'll have zero to one Cowboys in my team and it looks mm. like I may have three or four in my starting team, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of scares, scares me a little bit, to be honest, but um, it's kind of good in a way being a Cowboys fan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing is that, you know, they don't actually have any premium high-priced players, you know, none of these 700K players. They've got a lot of people, mm. a lot of players that are good value. So when you're looking at mids and you're looking at, you know, cheaper options, you know, they've got a bunch in there from the 300 up to the 450 type price, you know, and, and even lower at 485. So it's really, you know, really op- optimal for super coach picks. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So you've got Cotter. It looks like he, if he's going to start at, um, you know, lock, I actually liked um, what I saw. I mean, obviously there was a limit on games. He only played six last year, but you know, the point per minute was 1.1. So he gets a bit of work done out there. Um, And I've had him in my team, you know, as that sort of fourth, um, second row forward, you know, for the longest time in my team, I like him.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, I've got him in my team as well. Um, I suppose, yeah, as we were saying earlier, we can't really pay too much attention to last year's stats for, for Cotter because his minutes were all over the shop, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, so I like 381K, he's known as a, um, a bit of a workhorse as well. He's a very hard worker. So, I mean, it'd be hard for him to, to fall below that average price of 381K. So um, his PPM at the start should be quite solid.
0: Yep. Um, Yeah. Two of the other mids I put in there and I, I I was similar to you. I I put Hiku because the price is 360, you know, the average was 41 last year, but you know, he, and probably in games last year when he played 70 plus minutes, the average is more like a 48 rather than a 41, but I just don't think that I think there's better options, you know, this year um, because we're going to have some of these, you know, two, got got, uh, what's his name from the Penrith Panthers, uh, Targo, you know, in there as well, you've got Penasini, you've got Suali. There's lots of better options, I think, than Hiku this year. Um, I did mention, you know, in my notes to, to Alagi, you know, in his 80-minute games, he was very similar to Hiku, a tick under 50. Um, You know, but again, at, at the 385, I think there's some better uh, options. Um, There's no cheapies really for the Cowboys, or is there?
1: No, look, I don't think there's any cheapies at all. I think the, the cheapest player in their starting 17 you look at would be uh, Tanua Brown, um, which... Again, he's not anyone to write home about. He's expected to play from the bench. Um, At 274K playing from the bench, he'll be a slow burner at best. Um, Unfortunately, we only have a small sample to go by um, when he's playing from the bench, Um, and that was, of course, playing for the Warriors, where he played three matches. Um, He averaged around that one point per minute, um, and playing minutes were in the mid-20s, so we'd have to expect similar, I guess, but, of of course, he's playing for a different team, so the rotation could be slightly different. Um, But at 274K... um, um, even though he's the Cowboys' cheapest player in the, in the starting 17, I, I really don't think he's a, a viable cheaper to choose.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. I think if we're going to, you know, if we're going to finish it off, you know, on the Cowboys, I think their best prospects, you'd probably say it'd be probably Luki, Cotter, Lolo, and the Hammer. I think. Um, Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I would be happy. I mean, I, I think I might go with Lolo and, and maybe, you know, Cotter just because I like to watch him play. Um, and look, I'll, I'm going to contemplate. Um, you know, the hammer. I'll probably, I probably at the moment I think I've got Stags and you and Aiken in there, uh, but I think I've got a few extra dollars and I've got a Cobo in there. You know, and maybe that's a better.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe I could go the hammer. You now a fullback playing in center wing, um, a good option. But look, that's the Cowboys in a nutshell, isn't it? I think not. You know, we're not, not excited for how well they're going to go this year, but I still think that there's some super coach relevant options. Um, just to finish off, you know, the new rules this year, how do you feel about them? Some of the things that have been introduced?
1: Um, oh, look, I, I actually think they're quite good improvements to the game. And I think... Um basically all the the new rules that have came into the game in the last few years, I think they're all improvements. I haven't really seen any of them as a downfall. Uh, will they benefit the Cowboys in any way? Uh, I honestly don't think so. And that's from like a, um, uh, like a real life um, point of view and a super coach point of view. Um, but as far as like improving the game of, of rugby league, I think they're great additions. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: I agree. Um, now let me just ask you a couple of general super coach questions. I mean, I imagine you're not a pro start with turbo person. I'm not. I just think he takes up too much of your cap.
1: Oh, look, I, I'm not. I, I can definitely see um, a, a small positive with it. I mean, like, you know, he's not just um, Tom Draboyevich and your super coach team. He's obviously a solid captain choice for for any game that he plays against a team that's not a top three or four team. Um, but no, it's just too much money, isn't it? That season that he had last year was just phenomenal. Um Arguably the best um, season that any player has had in in recent times. Uh, I was shocked at some of the stuff he was doing. It was just mind blowing. Uh, as far as super coach goes, though, no, like it's just way too much to to spend, and you'd be you'd be stingy in other positions, um, way too much if you chose turbo.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was I was pro Cleary just because I thought, um, you know, you can actually still make a team and have Cleary in there. Uh, and look, yeah. I, I think that there probably is a bigger gap between Cleary and the next best half. So I was pro that, but we have heard some light news that maybe he's not tracking. You know, ready for round one. So yeah, puts a yeah. kibosh on that.
1: And it's very hard to choose someone at that price tag when he's carrying a niggling injury too, isn't it? I mean, is his his head and shoulders above the next best half. Uh, but you know, as soon as you're gonna be forking out that amount of money for a player that's spent most of the off season injured in the back end of last season, it's it's hard to justify, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think, you know, um, there's, there's actually some, well, I mean, maybe they're not the greatest options in the world, but I think you've got to look in your team and, and look at positions where you might be able to save some money. I mean, naturally we all save money, you know, in the center wing, if we get cheapies. And I think that in the last few years you can save a little bit in front row. And even, you know, if you take a midi, you know, you can grab a, a, a some cheap halves as well. You can get cheap in five eight because if it's not Munster or, you um, Cody Walker, you know, Mm. it could be anyone.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And I, I think what uh, something that's pretty unique about this season of Supercoach as well is that you can actually save quite a bit of coin um, in the hooker and the halves position, and not to mention the centre wing as always. But that's three positions that you can comfortably save some coin um, and you can be, you know, beef up that fullback position, um, beef up your forwards or whatever you need to do, or even those, those four reserves that you play each week, you can make them quite solid as well. I mean, the, the cheapies that are available in hooker and um, centre wing and in the halves they're all solid options so um yeah yeah definitely
0: all right well we'll finish our little uh cowboys chat with who, who was your first picked person this year in super coach
1: Mate, I, I'm going to be completely honest uh, with, with how hectic work has been, I haven't spent a, an enormous amount of time um, getting my starting team together. Um, look, I, I actually automatically threw the Puppenhausen-Tedesco combo in at fullback and kind oh. of filled in um, a few of the cheapies in the halves and the center wings and in the in the hooker position. Uh, as far as first pick goes, mate, I couldn't even tell you, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly just threw a handful in there. Um, I I kind of when I heard um I for Dale, um got picked at fullback. Um, I straight away knew that I wanted him as a pod at 418k playing a fullback with that starting draw um starting yeah starting draw so look um if I had to answer that question with a player it was actually a taboo after day. so that's that's kind of strange isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah isn't it yeah you, you go oh well, that's a weird thing but I mean look he does present as value because there's not a lot of great options you know fullbacks that you can pick in the center wing because they've sort of cut that out now you know and they there's a lot of fullback only's and a lot of center wing only's mm. um you know the first pick for me you know was probably harry grant last year i just got so frustrated you know with i think i was watson and little for, for a long time and oh, i just yeah, yeah. i found like a, the the hooker position a bit of a wasteland you know and i think this year harry grant is going to I th- my personal opinion is that you know he's going to have big minutes bigger minutes than he had last year because obviously you know they've you know the storm have lost finucan you know out of that team so i think that the cheese could play a lot more 13 minutes you know i think that maybe harry grant gets 60 plus minutes and you know what he can do in those minutes, even though he's not playing in round one, I'll just play Randall, you know, play Randall for week one. And, you know, Harry Grant will be straight in there for, for round two. And I don't have to you know waste a trade later on to bring him in, but yeah, it's interesting. Mm. You know, there were different ways that people play. Um, Who is there a popular player that, you know, everyone's picking that you can see, you know, that you're going to avoid.
1: Oh gosh. I've got a big question. This is going to sound quite odd, but I've got a big question mark over Randall myself. Like um, he can, he could quite easily be a disappointment, but um, at his price, it's, it's kind of you, you have to consider him a low risk option, don't you? Um, really, I mean, uh, I actually have him and um, and Cotta as my yeah. hookers. Um, yeah. I've stinged quite a bit in the hooker position, um, yeah. and honestly, like that that hooker position, it's it's kind of um, it's quite competitive, isn't it? With um, choices, you got. Um, like you know, Damien Cook. People, people are throwing in McGuinness in there as well. Yep, yep. Um, also, you've seen quite a few Appy Corristals. So, um, mate, that position is going to be quite interesting this year. And there's a, there's so. a lot of solid options. And, and honestly, like that. The, it's good to see that there's so many different um, possibilities in your team makeup hey
0: yeah definitely and look you know i think a lot of people who probably go the randall combination you know if they go grant you you may not even ever you part part from round 1 you probably won't even play randall you just need him to make some money if he can but, yeah um, that's it yeah yeah well i mean one of the the ones the popular ones that i'm probably going to avoid hines i think um oh, yeah. hines is definitely a quality player but i mean i just think when you you've got new team to deal with which i don't think you know the Cronulla is a solid team but they're certainly not going to be at the level for attack especially that the melbourne storm are at uh and you know that you go from fullback to 58 you know, and uh, and traditionally it's just a position where there's not as much scoring you know for for players who have previously played fullback if you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah exactly right <clears throat> and we're, and we're talking about a not just a club change but a positional change as well, and also on top of that you're going from such a such an incredible club in Melbourne Storm to Cronulla, which as you said are, are are a solid club, but when you're going from Melbourne to another club and then doing a positional change, like you're not going to perform as well as you were at the previous club. So, yeah. um, look, I think he's, he's a solid player. Um, I I totally agree with you too. Uh, he's not someone that's in my team at the moment and he won't be on my team to start the season. Yep.
0: I mean, I, was, I did, before I spoke to you, the Bulldogs, and I sort of said that same point on Burton. I don't know, I'm not going to say that Burton's going to have an absolute rubbish year, but you can't go from Penrith, you know, he was playing in the centres there for the most part of the year, and anybody, I could go stand in the centres, you know, for, for them, and I'd probably score alright, you know, tries and, and, and super coach points, but he's he's going to go over to a team where one, they've brought together a lot of players from different clubs, it's going to take him a little while to get used to that, and he's certainly not going to have, the, you know, just the field position, you know, the attack all over the park in every single position, you know, to deal with, yeah, that's I, I right. could see a regression from him this year, and I've seen him in you know a few a few teams, and I just think um, you know you got to take. Point. Last year was a great year for him, but he, it's it's a different kettle of fish going over to the Bulldogs from you know last year's years.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's a similar situation um, to Hines, isn't it? Um, the Matt Burton situation, like he has played in the Haas before. Um, He's a solid player, but no, to to do the club change and the positional change, he's not going to perform as well as he did last year. Um, I don't think he's a good super coach option at all um, to start the season. Um, I'd be very surprised to see him in in any more than say two or 3% of teams, to be honest.
0: Yeah, well, I agree. And I think people, you know, especially with Cleary out, it's probably making people look at a lot of other options, you know, but I think Burton is not one of them. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you some super coach. You've got a very sort of, you know, matter of fact and just a simple way of looking. I think sometimes people overthink it, you know, this, the simplicity of super coach, you know, and sometimes it's just nice and simple. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no, I do really do appreciate um, the invite to get me on. Yeah, I had a really good time. Um, Look, I I very much am a a realist. I'm not one to look too far into um, previous season stats, um, unless there is some form of relevance to it. Um, But yeah, look, I don't know, it's good to just provide a a realistic and a a very basic point of view sometimes, because, you know, as you know, we've got so many other great podcasts around, they dive very deep into um into statistics um and you know like just to mix it up a little bit just to have a bit of a, a different point of view and, and a very basic point of view where some people just um seem to almost miss the obvious as well which is mm-hmm. it's not you know a downfall or anything like that it's just more you know as we get more experienced in SuperCoach, we kind of um we kind of over and that goes with anything um as well outside of SuperCoach. coach so Um, I'm not sure about you, but my best year as Civic Coach was actually my first year. uh, (laughs) When I came, yeah, I came 92nd in my first year, and then Mm. um, kind of. I analyze the hell out of super coach every single season. And, and I swear I've, I'm just doing it too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I've, I've definitely got worse since I've pod, been podcasting and that's a weird thing. I think I, I definitely do. Yeah. I talk about it so much that I sort of took, oh, I guess I must over talk it and overthink it. So in the past where I just make my trades like an hour or two before, and I mo- maybe this to a podcast or two, you know, it was a lot, I was a lot simpler, you know, the way I played it there, but you know, it's it's a, it's a fun game, you know, and, and everybody's got a different approach and everyone's got a different opinion on how to play it. And some people love, you know, Nico Hines and think he's going to have a great year and other people think he's not. You know, that's just the fun of, of Supercoach, I guess.
1: That's it. It's the fun and the beauty of it. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thanks for coming on. And, you know, hopefully, you know, in the future, I'll we'll be able to get you on again for another you know, podcast on something else. You know, obviously we covered the Cowboys today, but it, we did answer some you know, questions. I know it's obviously not definitive that these players are all going to play in those positions, but I'd heard rumors that that was what was going to happen with the positions. And, you know, obviously you've been a Cowboys fan and being big up there with the Cowboys news, it was good to hear, you know, some confirmation. Well, some close to confirmation, you know, of the things that we thought were going to happen with the
1: team. Oh, definitely. Thanks very much, mate. And, and as I always say, um, you know, there's pre-season stuff and, and, um, and positions you, you wait for the trial matches. And more importantly, if you can invest most of your time in between the first um, team list Tuesday and kick off to round one, that's where, um, that's where the valuable time is spent for super coach because you've got all the information that you need.
0: Beautiful. All right. Well, thanks, Andrew or Cowboy. That's what everyone calls
1: you (laughs) Whatever you want mate
0: um, Yeah we'll talk to you again soon
1: Thanks so much mate cheers appreciate
0: it I had the cowboy on Thanks for coming on Points per minute My favourite podcast Andrew knows his stuff On the cowboys team I think we've got some good insights And we hope to have you back again soon Thanks cowboy You're a legend
1: Cheers.